Muso Mondays with Kyan and Jade, keeping you up to date with everything in the music world. Welcome back to Muso Mondays with Kyan and Jade, where we keep you up to date with everything that's happening in the music community. This week, we're going to go over Azalea Banks and some of the people that she has beefed with. We're also going to talk about the Super Bowl and the halftime show, and we'll give you an update on our song that we're remixing. So last episode, when we were going over the Kim and Kanye stuff, we spoke a bit about Azalea Banks, um, and we said we're going to mention her history again. So I think that now's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> she has a very, very, very long history of beefing with people. She's kind of known for that more than her music. Yeah, I I don't know her music, to be honest. I've only ever heard about her through, like, all these little tiffs. Mm, that's how I first heard of her as well, as when she was beefing with Iggy Azalea. Yeah. The two Azaleas going after each other. Yeah, random, right? <laughs> totally random. Well, that ties us into the first thing. We're going to go over some of the people and some of the situations that she's caused beef with and is currently or not in beef with at the moment. So Iggy Azalea... It's probably the longest running one that we need to go over, <laughs> considering this started back in 2012. Jeez, 10 years ago. <laughs> Imagine beefing with someone for 10 years. Like, that that's dedication. That's a full-time job, you know? Right. Like, you think it's just so much effort, like, being so hateful towards people. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> this all started when Azalea Banks called out the XXL magazine for placing Iggy on its freshman cover after she had rap lyrics like Runway Slave Master in one of her songs. Mm. Azalea even released an alleged diss track on Iggy called Fuck Up The Fun. In 2014, Azalea Banks called out Iggy for being quick to appropriate black culture while staying silent when it comes to black issues and also was calling her Igloo Australia. Okay, that doesn't make sense. Like, this is not... It doesn't really get that cold. <laughs> I think it's just the play on Iggy. I don't, I don't even know why they called her Igloo. Maybe because she's white. Igloo Australia. <laughs> it's like you could have, I don't know, put a bit more effort in, you know. <laughs> that could have been so much better. So she then went to Twitter, and this is now a deleted tweet. Iggy, And she said, Iggy Azalea is like my albino child I randomly gave birth to in a prehistoric African village during Pangaea. My early human brain thought she was demonic because of her albinism, so I wrapped her in malanga leaf and left her in a cave miles from the village. What? (laughs) Iggy came back. She hit back with a Twitter rant, calling Banks poisonous and blaming her lack of success on her piss-poor attitude. All of this has since been deleted from their account. Well, you got to say, obviously, once it's on the internet, it's never getting gone, especially yeah. with that stuff. But <laughs> I just want to know the level of creativity that she goes into her disses. Imagine if she put that into music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It'd be like when all those diss tracks were really popular and some of them were like, I could actually jam to this. Like, some of them were good and then others were just like, mm, she could make a good one. <laughs> She's got a knack for it. So this feud, it does have a happy ending as the two have since squashed their beef and Iggy announced a collaboration between the two will be on her next album. They announced that in July last year. Well, that's good at least. At least they made up. I feel like there's like so many people would have been following along for 10 years and now it's just over. It's like you finished a series and now it's just like, oh, what was the point? You know? I feel like they should have waited until the album came out to announce the squashing of the beef because that would have made it the publicity for the album so much better. Yeah, that would have been good, actually. You should be their marketing team. Hire us. <laughs> uh, so another person who got into the firing line of Azalea Banks, he came to defence of Iggy Azalea 
And the two went back and forth for a little bit. And then things simmered down for a bit until T.I. released a song called No Mediocre, which then Azalea came after him calling his wife meth face and a busted pumpkin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, we shouldn't laugh. It's just the insults. They're just so... Out of pocket. (laughs) Yeah. Any insult you're thinking in your head, throw it out the window because it's never going to be a normal thing that she says to you. Never. Never. (laughs) A busted pumpkin. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm going to change my Instagram bio to that. (laughs) (laughs) Just out here being a busted pumpkin. Another person she had beef with was Rita Ora, actually. So this feud started because, once again, Banks thought someone was stealing her style. (laughs) In March 2013, Rita Ora posted a photo wearing jelly shoes. Do you remember jelly shoes? Oh, my God. They were all the rage. Yeah, I think I had some when I was, like, a kid. (laughs) They had sparkles and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. But they were so bad because they'd blister your toes like nothing else. But you could wear them in the water, Jade. It just made sense. Don't even argue with that point. You can wear them in the water. (laughs) You could be Jesus walking on water. Exactly. Don't worry about the blisters. Jesus had blisters. <laughs> Get over yeah, it. Yeah, just don't blister. <laughs> it's not that hard. Honestly, my bad. So Banks was not having it. She said, at Rita Ora, I already did the jellies last year, girl. Oh, my God. So she tweeted this. Try again. I can't with these girls. I don't think she invented jelly shoes. I don't think that was, like, her thing, you know? I don't... You know what's funny, though, is that, like, most famous people have stylists and they don't even choose their clothes. I bet Azalea Banks chooses her clothes, but Rita Ora doesn't. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yep. So, really, Azalea Banks should be going after Rita Ora's stylist if she really cares that much, but I think stealing someone's style really isn't that important. No. It's it's not like she was known for for jelly shoes it's like you know how Billie Eilish had that half green hair or whatever and that was like that's mm. Billie Eilish you know if anyone did that they're like oh they're impersonating Billie Eilish that's her thing jelly yeah. shoes that was never a thing <laughs> can't say it's been on my radar ever <laughs> nah <laughs> The back and forth took a nasty turn away from footwear when Banks also tweeted, she's mad she's Rihanna's understudy. She's been trying it on this tour, man. Lol. Rita Ora is so thirsty. She climbed over the wall of my dancer's dressing room to snap photos. What? Rita, what? She's just Spider-Man. Yeah. (laughs) Shoot him, Rita webs. (laughs) Allegedly, Rita Ora texted Banks saying, at the end of the day, I don't know who the fuck you think you are. Secondly, you don't know me. I've done nothing but try to be nice to you. Thirdly, your dancers were talking to me. Furthermore, I'll see your ass at the motherfucking concert. Yes! I like that response. I do. (laughs) Just sort of like, fuck off. (laughs) Because in Rita Ora's mind, she would be seeing this like, what are you even talking about? Who are you? Yeah, she's just obviously trying to stay relevant by beefing with people and that's literally the only reason why people know her. I remember her going in this rant saying like, Vladimir Putin knows who I am and I'm like, first of all, who the fuck cares what Vladimir Putin thinks? And second of all, (laughs) I bet he doesn't know who music like Vladimir Putin just rocking out to Azalea Banks <laughs> he's like I was in the 212 the uptown hey, <laughs> like, hey, hey. I will give it to her though she does know how to write some really good songs she's got like three songs that are so catchy um and they often say they like the music for the gays although she's like homophobic uh transphobic and like a terrible person Everybody. but she makes really catchy music yeah she's basically just phobic of the world <laughs> world phobic yeah basically so another argument slash beef slash kind of one-sided beef that went out and about i feel like we need to comment on this because it was a very it was basically after zayn malik like left one direction Mm. and started going solo yeah so this was like when he was very much in the media so she thought one of Zayn Malik's music videos was a ripoff of her own. 
Surprise, surprise, copying her style. She tweeted out, damn, Zayn be mood boarding the fuck out of me. She wrote with a collage of images from both videos side to side. She said, I'm not mad about this though. Zayn is a cutie pie. Although her attitude quickly changed when Zayn tweeted a fake message that Banks assumed was about her, which then she responded with racist and homophobic slurs at Zayn. I obviously, I'm not even going to read out the things that she said because they are like the wording that she used is beyond disgusting. No, it's just not good. I feel like I was kind of like, you know, oh, she's just having like little nothingless beefs with like other artists until I read this one. And I was like, oh, hang on. No, like she's really not a good person. This was really, really, really bad. And even Sky Jackson got involved in this, you know, like Sky Jackson, <laughs> the one who remember how she was like doxing people like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So she got in the middle of this. Uh, she came to Zayn Malik's defense saying that, Azalea Banks needed to simmer down a little. And then Azalea responded to a tweet saying, and you need to grow some hips and start your menses. Stay Jesus. in a child's place. But then Sky Jackson clapped back. I love this clap back. She said, when a no hip having 14 year old has more class than you, you worry about your career. Get one. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> she went there. She did. <laughs> So that's only a handful of all these beefs that she has. There's heaps more. And if you do want to do your own research, there's so many articles online, but we don't really want to give her any sort of platform. And for time's sake, we're going to move on to the next topic. Super Bowl! Super Bowl! Last weekend, the Super Bowl for 2022 happened and it's the most iconic Super Bowl ever. Oh yeah, definitely. Like 100%, every single article I've read is saying it is the best one to date. And because of COVID, like it would have been some of their first performances back, you know? So then they would have put their all into it and it just made it such a like, oh. And I can't believe the rappers that they got, like the high end rappers they were able to get for this. And Mary J. Blige came back. Like I saw her and I was like, yeah. oh. And also, can we talk about the fact that, like, I was hearing her vocals and I was like, oh, they're pre-recorded. They must be pre-recorded. There's no way she's performing that live. Like, because she's, like, quite old now, you'd think her voice would be, like, really, like, worn out. Yeah. No. She then, like, literally, like, proved that she wasn't lip syncing, like, as I started to think that. And I was like, oh, shook. Wow. That's amazing singing then. Jeez. I just can't believe it. I've watched it, like, four times. Mm-hmm. I Same. love it. I had goosebumps whole time. I absolutely love how Snoop and Dr. Dre kicked it all off. Oh, great decision. Snoop Dogg holds a special place in my heart and especially also like after our episode where we like really like researched him and we went mm. like into like the depths and everything to just find out information about him I've gained so much more respect for him as an artist even more than what I already did respect him and the respect was quite high before so just like seeing him and like Dr. Dre after like you know you know their history together mm. it was just like this little sentimental moment You're like, yeah oh. Sort of like a little reunion where it was like, oh. What about Dr. Dre rapping Tupac's verse on California Love? Yeah. I loved it. I loved every second of it. <laughs> oh, I was just so happy, like, seeing all of that. It made me, like, I was like, oh, Have you heard the controversy about Eminem taking a bow? No. So, apparently, what I've gathered, he, like, went down on the ground. You know how football players do and they, like, pray? He did mm -hmm. that, but I think it might have been because of the Black Lives Matter movement, like, showing respect for that. So, he did that, and then everyone was going off at him. They're like, how can you do this if you're lyrics are 
somewhat racist? Mm, yeah, because he does actually have quite a racist and homophobic past. Like, literally, there's songs that, like, people love and they just seem to ignore the fact that he's racist and homophobic in them. Like, he literally says the F slur, like, that's used against gay people in his music, like, multiple times. Like, literally, like, I was actually wondering why because, I like, I was watching that and I've seen it a few times now and I was like, why the fuck is he bowing down on stage? Like, actually, I thought it was just because they were going down and, like, they were switching stage so it wasn't meant to be on him. Oh, true. <laughs> That would be funny. I just found a quote here um, about this incident. And some have interpreted Eminem's actions as a nod to Colin Haepernick, hopefully I pronounced that right, the former San Francisco 49ers quarterback who took the knee in protest against police brutality back in 2016. So that is apparently why he did that. And then it was controversial. Dr. Dre has confirmed that the NFL has no problem with it pretty much. So everyone was causing all this drama and Dr. Dre's like, yo, I've checked. Like the NFL, they don't have an issue with him doing that. They knew he was going to do it. So yeah, it was run by officials and everything. But yeah, of that course, was like- imagine how many times they would have had to practice that. Exactly. <laughs> like everything for that would have been run by officials. In some sense, I understand why it's a controversial thing because of his lyrics and everything. But then again, you sort of, you got to understand that all those songs he wrote is in the past in a way. Mm, yeah. Like I suppose people can live and learn, but then that applies to everybody. So then that, you know, our discussion about Azalea Banks can also be null and void because then she could have educated herself. But I think also continuing to profit off of that behavior is where people have a problem with it. Like he could pull a Taylor Swift and re-record those masters. He could do that, but he won't. Well, I don't think he would anyway. Yeah, I'd say he's probably a bit old now to do Rap God again, but... (laughs) Yeah. But overall, I just loved the performance and, like, how 50 Cent was just upside down at first. I was like, Jesus, he's buff. I was just like, I didn't even look at him. I was just looking at his arms the whole time. And the (laughs) girls were, like, totally, like, flirting with him the whole entire time. I was like, get your hands off my men. I was watching that and I was like, he must be in heaven right now. All these girls just, like, shaking their ass around him and he was, like, touching some of the girls and he must have been there like, hell yeah, this is why I became a rapper. (laughs) And then there was one part where there was like a bunch of bold people dancing around. And I just wanted to think, like, what did the audition look like for that? Did they just say, we need bold men this height? Thank you. Is that during the Kendrick Lamar I think so, yeah. I actually thought there was a really weird piece, but I think looking into the symbolism of it, they were circling around a certain street in Compton on the map. True. I was wondering that. They walk around like in a square just constantly and you're like, what the fuck are they doing? But Kendrick Lamar never does anything that doesn't have any symbolism behind it. There's always another Mm. meaning to it. It just like gave justice to like people who like I respect massively and who the industry respects massively. Like Dr. Dre is not only known for his appearances in songs, his incredible like producing abilities and Mm. also his headphones. Uh, You've got Snoop Dogg who, enough said, you everybody knows who Snoop Dogg is and everybody respects him he's literally everywhere yep. Eminem yeah he's respected not by a lot of people but also not uh Kendrick Lamar's very well respected uh Mary J Blige I'd say she's pretty bloody respect you know yeah, what I mean like all of them definitely. are so highly respected yeah I can't believe they got all those massive names like it still surprises me oh their bank account would be hurting like <laughs> imagine how much the Super Bowl ticket would have cost yeah I was just thinking that actually because I know that an Eminem concert alone is like 500 bucks for a ticket so how much would this be yeah, and I remember I went to go to a Kendrick Lamar concert and it was like $350 just for like general admission. Jeez. And I was like, there's no way I'm paying that. Yeah, fuck that. I don't think I pay more than like 150 That's my max. Then I'm like, mm, I'll probably see him at a festival or something. <laughs> or, or unless you get to like see like backstage pass or something like that. Yeah. 
Have you ever been backstage? No. Have, have you ever you? tried? I did at a Troy Sivan concert, but that's Troy Sivan. No. No, they didn't. Yeah, because I remember I was front stage and, like, I reached out, he touched my hand, and I was like, I'm not washing my hand for, like, three weeks. Um, I washed them straight away, by the way. <laughs> I'm not dirty. Um, Rip Troy Sivan. <laughs> his mum, his mum was actually in the audience watching, and his brother's a DJ, and his brother came on before him. We were, like, me and my friend were at the front of the mosh pit, and we tried to go and say hello to his mum, and then we um, asked the guards if we could go backstage. <laughs> And they were, they were like, oh, like, we'll chat. And then they just came back and said, no, sorry, you want some water? <laughs> Awkward. I was like 15, so. It would be cool to go backstage, but I feel like I'd be too starstruck and like, what do you say? Because <laughs> you don't right? actually know them. You don't know what to talk about. All you can say is like, I love your music and what, they've heard that a thousand times. How are you going to stand out? How can you make an impact on them that will make them remember you? Yeah. That's what I always think when I meet a famous person. Like, how can I make them remember me? Mm. I feel like you have to do something really stupid or you just have to be, like, extremely Mm. fucking funny. Mm. Or ask them something that's, like, hella out of pocket. They're, like, thrown back by. They're, like, how how do you know that? Like, just hire a private (laughs) investigator. Like, you're going to see, like, (laughs) listen, so just hire a private investigator on them and (laughs) ask them, like, just go backstage and, like, ask them how their, like, grandma's going and just say their name. (laughs) I think that'd be, like, sure. How's Grandma Lindy? Here she had that hip problem last week, yeah. (laughs) How did her surgery go? (laughs) Pop still got that eye thing going on or what? (laughs) Yeah, did you end up getting that LASIK surgery wrong? Yeah. (laughs) I'm thinking about getting it too. What was the doctor's name again? (laughs) So if you don't remember, back in episode four, we did announce that we're going to be remixing a song, which is super exciting. We put the poll out to you guys and we've gathered all of your responses. We sat there, did the math and everything. And the song that we are remixing, Jade, do you want to tell us? Yes, it is. Seven Rings, Ariana Grande. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so exciting. So the next step for us to remix this is we want you to choose for us what genre we're going to remix this to. So we're going to have a little poll, you know, you can vote exactly the same as last time pretty much. It'll be on if our Instagram, everything, they'll all be there. Yep, so the genres that we have to choose from is R&B, reggae, jazz, rock, ballad or indie. I've actually been really addicted to this. Um, there's like this little three-person band on YouTube. They play a song. They've got like somebody on guitar, bass, and then drums. And they do like a rock remix to it, but like live. Wow. So it's just all recording. They play the song and they just play to it. It's so addictive. Oh, my gosh. So the little band is called Legacy 3. They're very not popular, which I'm very surprised by. Like, they're so talented. Wow. Well, here's their shout out. (laughs) If you have time, go listen to Legacy 3. They do rock remixes of popular songs. Like, they did it all of, like, heaps of Blackpink songs, like K-pop stuff, which, like, I'm a bit of a fan of, so I enjoy that. Um, (laughs) They did, like, yeah, heaps of songs. They remix them doing rock. It's just so awesome to hear. There's a guy on TikTok that does that as well, but he like turns every song into reggae and yeah, his voice is I just... I think I've seen him. He was, he's gone viral, millions of likes and everything. So now it is time to talk about our favourite songs of the week and I have a lot of opinions about my favourite song because Ed Sheeran and Bring Me The Horizon have collaborated on Bad Habits and they've released a version. Bring Me The Horizon and Ed Sheeran are polar opposites. They're not, they're not in the same category. So, okay, I just need to tell a story and just get something off my chest. I was obsessed, obsessed with Ed Sheeran when I was about 13, 14. 
then, you know, you go through high school, through life, then about 16, 17, up until now, I've been obsessed with Bring Me the Horizon, right? Mm -hmm. I was a completely different person when I was 13. And I just feel like two stages of my life are crashing and I don't know how to feel and it's tripping me out. But I <laughs> yeah, like your quarter life crisis. I am. And I just don't understand why they're collaborating. They're not meant to they're not meant to know each other. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an awkward crossover, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But the song is really, really good. I really like it. <laughs> when you very first said that to me, I was like, fuck off, Jade, you're fucking with me. Like, <laughs> don't don't start. Like, don't start. <laughs> And then mm. you were like, no, like, this is actually a song. And I'm like, don't lie to me. <laughs> yeah, random, right? Anyway, so that's pretty so much random. the only new song I've been listening to this week. What have you been listening to? Okay, so I have been listening to good old Troy Savan. He's come out with a new song. It's called Trouble. And I have a feeling it's got to do with a new movie or, like, TV show that he's involved with at the moment. Mm. Um I have a feeling it's that, uh, which is pretty exciting. And also my second song is Hallucination by Regard and Years and Years. This song such a tune. I love it. If you like any of those songs, they will be on our Muso Mondays officials playlist, of course. Yeah. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to follow us everywhere you stream your podcast. And of course, follow us on our official Muso Mondays playlist on Spotify and hit us up on our social medias at Muso Mondays on Facebook and Instagram, where you can also vote in the poll for what genre you want us to turn the song into. And we now have TikTok as well. Don't forget to follow us on there. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Muso Mondays with Kyan and Jade. New episodes every Monday at 6 p.m.